I feel like psilocybin is allowing you to see and integrate and ground down into like into your solar plexus. Who am I then? Whereas LSD, you forget that you're there. <laughs> you're, you're like, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people say on, on, on LSD that you have um, out of body experiences, whereas mushrooms, I feel like you have in your body experiences yes. so much. So it's unreal. The embodiment um, available. This is a space for, but never limited to, people of color. We're discussing sacred plant medicine, pregnancy, parenthood, and more. You know, there's such a stigma on who can open the floor for conversation on these topics that are viewed as taboo or even inappropriate. This fact alone has made so many become fearful of the very thing that could help us rebuild families, create our own businesses, and most importantly, trust our role in this world as future ancestors. So wherever you are, take a cleansing breath and do your best to listen with an open mind, heart, and spirit, and let love lead the way. I'm your host, Taylor. All right, so welcome to the Tailored Healing Collective podcast. I'm here today with Taylor, another Taylor we have here today. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get started. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're going to have a Taylor, double Taylor party today. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, my name is Taylor Lane and I am a microdosing guide as well as a spiritual business coach. And, um, you know, I'll just keep it brief for the listeners to really get, um, a background of maybe like what we're going to dive into today, just to know where I'm coming from. Um, I was not a spiritual person. I was not who I am right now until like, I want to say like six years ago when I moved to Guatemala, I'm originally from Connecticut in the U S so, oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, new England preppy. I mean, I was never preppy, but you know what I mean? Boats and rich people and all of this. And I moved down to Guatemala after I had a volunteer experience, um, working with people with disabilities in Guatemala. And I just felt this resonance on the land that I was just like, Whoa, my life is about to change. And I definitely want to move here. When I did that, I really opened myself up to, what was calling me, which was a connection to my, to spirit and to source and to my own ancestors, to my, my inner self, my inner being plants, you know, you name it. Right. And before this, I was, you know, I was pretty, I wouldn't say I, I was like agnostic. I wasn't atheist or anything like this, but I was really not into uh, spirituality. I was like raised Catholic. I said, no, no more of that. I'm like totally not into it. And I never will be again. Like I had pretty much denounced any kind of spiritual connection. 
um, yeah, until my early twenties when I came to Guatemala and just this, it's almost like I just came back to myself and how connected to this universe I am and how all the thoughts in my mind of what spirituality was just flow, just dissolved. They were just solutions. They were just not real. And so, um, I did start opening myself up to a more spiritual path and, um, that included, you know, ayahuasca that included mushrooms that included LSD. And now I am a really spiritual person. I, I guide, um, women who are spiritual business owners. And obviously I'm a microdosing guide to help people, um, connect with their most spiritual selves. Um, and you know, my mother is like, the director, not like she is the director of the church choir still to this day where, you know, the church that I grew up in. Yeah. And uh, when I speak to her, I'm like, you know, God, this and spirit, this, and, you know, self-forgiveness prayer, like I am all about it. And she's like, mm. how did this happen? When you left this country, like you were like, mom, I can't believe you made me go to, to, you know, CCD and, um, like all of these Sunday church things that, that, you know, she forced me to go to. And now I'm telling her like, mom, you know, you can channel Jesus. You can literally sit with him and you can ask him for guidance and you can forgive yourself for all of your past. And she's like, who are you? What happened? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I always tell her, I'm like, I'm not trying to be sarcastic at all, but if it weren't for psychedelics and plant medicine, I wouldn't be saying any of this to you. I would not have had a visceral embodied feeling and an experience of what it truly means to have inner peace and be connected with God in every single, you know, natural element and person and stranger and, and chapter of my life. If I hadn't had sat with ayahuasca, if I hadn't taken LSD and if I wasn't now, um, really on the mushroom path. Wow. That that's a really pivotal experience just to be able to not only come from the background that you come from and dive into that, but to be able to share that with your mother too. I think it it's very difficult to share with our parents when they come from a different upbringing because they don't really know how to digest it and we love them and we want them to be a part of it, but they may not be ready for that. So we're trying to give them, you know, a little piece by piece to see if they understand or want to bring them to some kind of like bonding experience. Yeah. I mean, hopefully fingers crossed, you never know what can happen that I would be able to actually share an experience with my parents or with any of my family members and like share what mushrooms have done for my life. Um, but at the same time, you never know what someone's life path is and they might not be ready or might, it might not be in their path, in their destiny to awaken to this level. Um, of spirituality. And I don't mean that to be hierarchical, like people who do plant medicine, we're, we're more awakened than other people. I just mean that plant medicine truly is not in everyone's path. And I think that's also something that we have to admit as people in the industry leading and advocating, it's not in everybody's soul plan to have these experiences at this time. But I truly do hope, um, you know, as far as non-psychedelic mushrooms go, like lion's mane, um, you know, that's great for preventing, preventing dementia and Alzheimer's. And that does run in my family. And so I hope that um, I can open my mom and, and my other family members up a little bit to some kind of the mushroom 
Yeah, I took my lion's mane this morning. It was great. (laughs) So so I'm curious, can you describe, and it doesn't even matter if it's mushrooms or ayahuasca, but what uh, one of your first plant medicine experiences was like? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that um, my ayahuasca experience was more like a door opening than an experience that I could digest and comprehend. Um, at the time it was 2019 and, um, you know, I had just gone sober from alcohol. I did a a year of sobriety. If anyone's sober curious out there, I just always like to talk about it because I think it's totally, um, amazing. If you do any kind, one month, six months, 12 months or anything, just to see how you are without alcohol and what kind of emotions come up. Um, you don't have to be a lifelong sober person. Um, but I think it's definitely a journey, uh, an awakening journey that I advocate that everybody try at least once. So mine was a year. Um, and so during that year, I was already awakening to my feminine energy, the things I was numbing, the thing, the emotions I was pushing down. I'm, if anyone's into astrology, I'm a Pisces moon. So I am a Sagittarius sun and an Aries rising. I'm very fiery. And I didn't understand why my chart would say that I'm a Pisces moon. I was like, where's the emotion? Where's the, my (laughs) son is a Pisces moon. (laughs) Oh Oh my God. Such, such, such a good placement if I do say so myself. Um, so I was just straight up confused. Turns out I was just, um, you know, reacting to a society that does not award emotions and does not award sensitivity and empathy. And, um, you know, it's not something, you know, I was being rewarded my whole life for my fiery ambition. But what I didn't know is behind that, everything that happened in my life was because I am an intuitive person who runs on emotion-based decision-making only. That is completely illogical. A lot of people don't understand it. It can be um, pretty <laughs> pretty mind-boggling to those around me. Like, hey, I'm going to move to Guatemala. Nobody understood what. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know Spanish yet, but it doesn't matter. Um, so anyway, I, I really started coming into my own, seeing that I had suppressed emotions, my psychic abilities, um, my love for spirituality and the, the unseen and manifestation, all these Pisces moon things, if you will. Um, I really started to know myself and that came from the sobriety period of my life. Um, and then when I took ayahuasca, when I sat with ayahuasca, um, like I said, it's not like I could digest that information as it was coming. There were lots of colors and patterns. And the biggest thing for me was that I was giggling out of control for hours. I could not stop the joy for no apparent reason was insane. I wasn't even laughing at what, at the images that I was seeing or at a certain, there was no like spirit making jokes to me. <laughs> it's the there feeling, was, right? It's the feeling of bursting out of your seams joy that you have no idea what to do with that again, it was just suppressed for so long within me that this childlike joy does not belong in my life. And at this time, I'm like 26. I'm not, not old. Like 
it's not, you know, and I had already just become so much of a mature kind of harder person because I think, again, I was just reacting to what the, to what the world reward rewards. And so anyway, after my ayahuasca journey, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of laughing and a lot of crying happened. And I, I remember I put my hand on the, on the land. I went outside for a moment and the shaman came and got me. Cause he was like, you're not supposed to go outside of our circle, but like, he like, let me have a moment. And I put my hand on the land and I just felt connected to something. I don't know what it was, but it was just this deep, profound, like, birthing moment for me. Um, and afterwards, you know, everyone's asking you and maybe some people can, can relate to this. It's like, people ask you like, what did you see? What did you feel? What was your experience? What was the message? Did your intention, uh, you know, did you fulfill your intention? And it's like, I had no answers. All I had was that it felt significant and that's, and that's it. And that's all I needed to know at the moment. I was like, it opened a door for me and I, and now I need to walk through it. Then, um, more, um, my LSD experiences and, and then in 2020, my, um, first mushroom experiences were really where the, the deep healing went on and a more translatable experience where I felt like LSD and, uh, mushrooms were able to speak directly to me and everyone has their medicine. You know, some people are like, cannabis is my medicine. It, it unlocks me as a person and I can speak with myself honestly and I can create and I can groove and I can love myself and other people are like ayahuasca speaks straight to my soul and I'm like mushrooms and LSD like super um similar in their in their makeup right one synthetic one one natural there is something like I have an open channel to understand that that language Wow. Yeah, I can definitely resonate with that, um, especially when it comes to the feelings and the similarities between them, like you just said, between LSD and psilocybin, because I've experienced both. My first ever experience with psychedelics or plant medicine was with LSD. And first, the length of it was enough, like, you know, 14 to 16 hours. That'll do it for you right wow. there. <laughs> But then when I experienced mushrooms, it was completely different, but still the same. It's like you get a lot of the same emotions, but at the same time, I think it's more focused with mushrooms than it is with LSD. LSD is such a wide spectrum that you get to see and feel so much. And it's such a big experience. Whereas with mushrooms, it is a big experience, but it's more like heart centered and very personal, just for like one centered experience, I feel like, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I, I do feel I was talking with a friend once I do feel that um, psilocybin is very, it's a grounded earth um, energy, and it opens your world in a in a way that it wants you to ground back in. And so I, I just feel that like, like a river, or a jungle floor, like these kind of uh, feelings, if you will. And if you, if you, if you haven't on psychedelics, you understand what I mean by saying that, but if you haven't, I'm really sorry that maybe that's not going to translate. Whereas LSD uh, feels like the wind and feels like the fire. So I love that. Um, yeah. So it, it's much more mental. It's opening your crown chakra. It's, it's opening your, your throat chakra. It's opening your third eye. Like bananas and, and, you know, so does psilocybin. But again, I feel like psilocybin is allowing you to see and integrate and ground down into like into your solar plexus. Who am I then? Whereas LSD, you forget that you're there. <laughs> you're, you're like, <laughs> 
um, you know, a lot of people say on, on, on LSD that you have, um, out of body experiences, whereas mushrooms, I feel like you have in your body experiences so much. So it's unreal, the embodiment, um, available. So, yeah. Oh, wow. We could talk about that all day. <laughs> all, all, all day. You already have me. I'm like, we're going to have to have another conversation outside of this because it, it, it's just like one of those things. If you know, you know, and it's such a deep experience and it's not for everyone, but still describing it in itself, a story. Like, I feel like it would intrigue people either way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So I want our listeners to hear a little bit, well, not a lit, a little bit, a lot about the work that you've decided to do, um, inspiring people as a coach and how you got to pair that with microdosing and with using psilocybin. Like, how did you choose that? Okay, this is going to be something that helps motivate other people to become their best selves. Great question. I did not choose. I was told (laughs) by the mushrooms, I was told um, in, in quite a significant, um, psilocybin journey that I had back in 20, the beginning of 2021, I was in a full squat position, like almost like a birthing squat, um, with my hands, like in, in prayer position and my elbows on the inside of my knees pushing out. So I was very wide sat and I can't tell you why (laughs) I was just doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, and just something came through to me that like, you will teach people how to, um, connect their spirituality and their purpose with their businesses. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that people who are running businesses, like, you know, Facebook ads agencies and things like this, it's not to say that they're not important to the world. It's just that you Taylor Lane will have this path. And at the time I didn't know that the mushrooms were saying to me, like, you will literally help people awaken what you've awakened which is that what I call them is Dharma download. So for me, again, it's not everybody's medicine. And and I just encourage everyone to experiment until you find your medicine. Um, because I think that, um, everyone has one. It's like, it's like a electrical plug into the laws of the universe and showing you how things could really go in your life and and should really work in this world. if, If we all, you know, abide by the laws of divine oneness and, and, and everything like that. So anyways, I had awakened this, channel within me that was like mushrooms always talk to me about what I'm meant to do on this planet and what I'm, what I need to stop doing in order to fulfill that, the limitations that I have about myself, the silly limiting beliefs that I have that I can just, you know, flush down the drain and the healing that I need to go through in order to be able to lead and carry the torch. Now, again, the way that I experience this when I'm um, on a deep journey or through microdosing is seems like it's my own brain talking to me. It's very translatable to me. So I'm not saying that people have to have a trip or microdose and then like sit down and write a plan. It's not like that. It's more so like, aha, I know what I've been doing this whole time that's been blocking me from seeing that I truly am meant to do this in my career, that I truly am meant to help people this way. Right. And so I, it became my, my thing that, that I kind of kept to myself that like, Oh, this is like the way the mushrooms helped me. And the mushrooms were like, you are going to help other people have these experiences and be able to more easily then take the action through microdosing. 
um, because microdosing gives you that energy support on a daily basis, which for women, especially we struggle with because we run on a lunar cycle. We are literally lunar beings that, um, have spurts of energy once or twice during a whole, you know, 28 day period where we feel like creating and no, it doesn't mean that you can only create during those times. But what it does mean is that understanding you need a little help from these grounded, more masculine, um, I don't want to call them masculine, but mushrooms are really the perfect blend between yin and yin and yang to me. Um, just like mother earth is very structured, but still a mother. Um, and you get that daily energy support to help you carry out what you've learned in a deep journey. So for me, I started creating this mushroom method and it took me so long. It took me so long to have the guts to talk about it, to share about it. Um, shout out to my friend, Sina Maria. She is an advocate for microdosing as well and, um, holistic health in general. And she told me like, what are you waiting for? Did, of course, there's going to be people who think that you're not certified enough. Of course, there's going to be people who are like, you know, you don't know about that. You're not indigenous. Of course, there's going to be always something that you're scared of that people are going to come at you and say, how could you be leading in this space? especially as a white woman, first of all, <laughs> let's just put that out there. Right. And so she's like, you're coming from, from a, a heart centered place where you truly know this could change lives. Just, just do it and deal with whatever feedback you get, because that's the cost. That's the cost of entry. <laughs> right. right. If you're gonna stand for something, people are probably going to have something to say about it. Um, and so, you know, just, just have the courage. So I did, I got the courage and, um, I, I now teach people, um, my entrepreneurs mushroom method, and it's really for business owners, creatives, anyone who wants to put something out into the world and, and help people like that, you know, that that's your Dharma, you know, that's your purpose, you have a message or you have a way of doing something or you have an energy about you that heals and helps, um, those are the people that, that I believe will, um, have amazing results from working with the mushroom method. Wow. So, and all the clients that you work with, I'm curious because there's such a taboo on all of this. Have you experienced resistance at the beginning? I find that especially now because of, you know, the psychedelic Renaissance and the, how mainstream things are getting, people have heard about it. First of all, especially microdosing mushrooms. That's like, that's going to be like having your daily coffee pretty soon. And again, it's happening anyway. So I was like, wait a second, I got to get ahead of this thing and make sure that people who want to do it with intention and want to um, do it because they feel they want, they want courage to answer their soul calling that they have a space, they have a space, they have a guide, they have a community to talk to each other and they have, they have a place to land. Like that's super important for me to get out there. Um, and so what I find is that people have been curious, they've heard about it, they've been curious, and there are some um, resistance against, um, not against, but to kind of questions of like, well, is this illegal? And I'm like, 
Well, yes, but what is illegal? <laughs> exactly. I want people to explore that. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, it interrupt. It's a mindset. I want people to think about what it means when we call something legal or illegal and not to say that, oh, you should be able to be free to be you and me and do anything. We're saying that we would like to explore why these things are illegal, the history of them, where they come from. You know, now that they're here, what is it that we're doing with them? What are we experiencing? Like really think about why it's illegal before you start like automatically saying, no, I shouldn't do that. Like, and not because we're encouraging you to do something that's wrong. I want you to use your mind to expand to figure out why is it wrong? And is it right for you? Exactly. And I think, I think also on that note, having a chance to explore what it means for, for plants that should be able to be consumed by anyone um, because we do not own this earth, right? And, and we do not have the right to say um, anything about that in, in, my, in my humble opinion. Um, but for, you know, all of the communities who were, um, what's the word I'm looking for, persecuted and looked down upon and marginalized for using these uh, plants and substances for, you know, millennia. The, the fact that we get to now say, I'm going to take the risk and use this to further myself as a soul at, in this, you know, human timeline and hopefully help people. That is such a privilege. And look at the cannabis industry legalized, but so many people in jail. And so I think it is an important thing to have a moment to explore the fact that um, this is illegal and what that means on so many deep levels, because then your appreciation of what you're about to do just goes so deep and connects you to your ancestors, the land that you're on and the things that you're getting to do. doesn't matter what color you are, what age you are, what generation you're from, what you're able to do in this lifetime as far as risk-taking is such a privilege. And so, um, yeah, I think the exploration of, yeah, what really is legal, it's, it's totally like a psychedelics question. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it's totally something that we think is like a normal question to have. Um, and that just goes to show that like, when you enter a journey with psychedelics and microdosing of any kind or one deep journey, you will turn on your sovereignty and your ability to question, which is a scientific principle, by the way, is to be able to question things. Um, and that ability alone is what changes most people's lives when they are encountering psychedelics. I, I hear all of that. Uh, so it leads me to my next question, actually. So you're in Guatemala and I'm curious, just from an American Western world point of view, what are the differences that you've seen between the way that the world amplifies microdosing right now on our side versus being in a more indigenous country and seeing how they work with the plant or fungi? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have never been to like a retreat center or space, um, kind of like these healing centers that do uh, as well in Central America, but, but mostly in North America, I've never been to them. And so I don't know like what a deep journey ceremony or a couple day retreat looks like in the United States, like in Sedona or something. And, um, 
I don't know what it looks like down here in Central America, but I do know that these are big commercialized aspects of um, going deep with the fungi, let's say. Um, but what I do know is that, you know, from my experiences of having very like, let's say authentic um, ceremonies with ayahuasca and mushrooms here in Guatemala um, with Mayan leaders and, um, and also leaders from the Amazon. It's just that, let me put it this way. There are so many categorizations and limitations that we, I think as Westerners put on this medicine that should not be limited. And I think you as, as much as anybody can speak on that, as far as when you get into motherhood, all of a sudden that's now, it has to be, um, you know, not, and not exactly that it has to be questioned because we should question everything, but um, that it's somehow dangerous when indigenous people know what these plants and, and what the fungi can do for every human. And there are way less limitations, even age, even age, you, you know, you have shamans leading ayahuasca ceremonies who have been taking ayahuasca since they were seven. It, are their parents bad parents or no. did they get out of the way and allow their child to become a leader that awakens people and is a, a totem, a, an, an advocate, a piece literally of mother earth and her mission for all of us here. Mm. Right. So I would say the biggest thing that I, that I see with like, you know, my, and I call myself a microdosing guide, but as I just told you, my mushroom method combines both deep journeying and microdosing. The deep journey is where you get to be in your yin energy and you get to take in information. You're the student. Sometimes the information is coming at an overwhelmingly fast rate and expansive, and you're not able to digest it at the moment. And then microdosing comes in as your little daily energy support to integrate all of that and to be able to work with what the mushrooms guided you to, to see. Um, and you are um, much more in your yang energy when you're microdosing, you are able to take action. You get a little energy boost, a mood boost. Um, whereas when you're in the deep journey, you don't have to worry about doing anything. You're, you're there, you're existing, you're receiving this powerful energy. And then when you're microdosing the days after, um, you know, in a 90 day container, you are um, taking accountability, responsibility. You're like, okay, how can I weave that information into my life in, in an integrated way? Um, and so you're more of the apprentice or the scientist, or, you know, you're getting out there and you're doing it and you're experimenting with your reality. And so what I see with people being like, oh, this is a medicine, which I also, I say mushroom medicine because, because I literally use it as preventative medicine and curing medicine. I it's medicinal, but I don't mean ever that it's medicine as in it has to be in it limited in a way where it's only for therapeutic use people poo poo on the word recreational rec you know oh it's different when you're using it even people who think that they're being cool and they're like oh yeah i i would totally do mushrooms therapeutically and like bravo to you because i know you use them in a way that is so you know your intention is pure it's like who are you to judge some people have the best therapy of their life going to a festival 
taking LSD and feeling the love of the universe in their bodies and healing all of their dark thoughts. And they're just literally standing in a field surrounded by thousands of other people, but yeah. they are having a, a, a revolution. <laughs> they're yes. having a, a reckoning. And we, the biggest thing is that like fungi and, and, you know, ayahuasca even, um, and, and, you know, all of these plant medicines, it's like, psychedelics in general want us to open our minds and we continue to draw lines and rules around what is microdosing, what's macrodosing, what's this, what's that. Um, and it really just wants respect, reciprocity and open-mindedness. I love what you were saying about recreation. Mostly, like you said, it feels like it's almost frowned upon, like you're not allowed to enjoy it. You can only enjoy it if it's for a medicinal reason versus, you know, something that may be a head thing, you know, a mental problem that you're having or a challenge that you're having. I think that there is joy and love in both, you know, getting to sit with it because we're not talking about like, you know, American Western commercials for pharmaceuticals, like take this and, you know, you'll suddenly feel these and these symptoms will go away. It's not like that because it's such an inward experience. We don't have too many words to describe it because it's such a heartfelt thing, you know? So to hear that and then think about recreation, I think it's just something that the world should start looking at just a little bit differently because, you know, once we're gone and our children and people and generations after us start experiencing this, they're going to be looking at it other ways too. Um, they're going to find different ways it benefits them. And even like you said, at a festival or a concert where you're standing there, you feel so much especially if you're taking a psychedelic or plant medicine, because you're experiencing not only just the medicine or what, whatever you're using, but you're also experiencing vibration and sound. There's, there's so many other factors to it that I think people don't realize. Yes. And also the respect of these substances is that the substances know what to do in your body and in your field and in your soul. So who are you to say that someone needs to have this therapeutic experience when maybe they need a fun experience with their eyes open? Who's to say that, you know, having a blindfold and go, turning inward is the medicine for everybody when they're, um, when they're doing a deep journey with mushrooms. You don't know that, that for, for me, I, that, that is my thing. I love to go in and it's not about frolicking in the forest for me, but who am I to say that that is not valuable to someone else? And especially with mushrooms, they're known as the teachers. They're known as the teachers of our time and they're trying to teach everybody. If, if you're a teacher, I'm a, I'm a certified um, elementary level teacher. They never said once in my certification program that you should teach to one student and assume that all the other students will also learn like they do. They mm -hmm. literally said you have to diversify how you teach so that it, the information is is valuable and usable to every single student in the classroom. And so mushrooms are just that way. They enter you, they go to where you're hurting, they go to what you need, they find your solution, they awaken you to what, to what you've been limiting yourself in. And maybe a person who bypasses all the time on positive vibes is going to need a crumble and going to need to close their eyes, go within and, and admit to themselves that they have emotions that they need to move through. But maybe a person who is dealing with 
stagnancy and being afraid to be vibrational and radiant and expressing their true self or who's going through some deep identity shifts, who's afraid to, to come out, um, whether it be identity, sexuality, um, whatever they want to do in their life. And they're like having a hard time, you know, all that solar plexus stuff. They're having a hard time saying I am blank. They're going to have a way different experience and, and maybe there's going to be more joy, fun, self-acceptance, dancing naked, but the, they will teach you what you need for the next step in your life. And they'll do it so well, they will, they will literally do it so well. Um, and so, yeah, just what I find is that wherever we're limiting in our mind, the mushrooms specifically are asking for respect they know what they're doing. <laughs> they know how to teach reciprocity, which means giving to, to the medicine. I like to do my um, morning microdosing ritual and say, what would I like to give to the world today? What would I like to give to the mushrooms instead of just, what am I going to get from drinking this? What am I going to get from taking this capsule? Um, that's, you know, that's super important. Um, so yeah, respect and, and reciprocity and then open-mindedness and just not putting our human little boxes that we love and saying, oh, I'm micro-dosing. So I'm not the hippie in the field doing deep journeys. Well, maybe, maybe you could be <laughs> if you just opened your mind a little bit and let's not judge other uses of psychedelics because everybody has their medicine. Everybody has their way. Everybody has their lesson to learn. And the more things become normalized, and I love that, that your podcast is all about this, is, is normalizing this journey. But unfortunately, the more normalized they become, the more judgment enters into the field. And that's always the human work that, that we're going to have to be doing, right, is creating non-judgmental spaces. Yeah. And then the one thing I did want to also say is that I think a lot of people do not realize that there's shadow work, deep shadow work involved anytime. There's no avoiding that. It's not like you can take a certain amount and avoid facing yourself through these because a lot of, and most of this is about unlocking your mind, unlocking, you know, certain and balancing certain chakras. Um, and it's not like a one-time be all. It's not like you, you do mushrooms one time and then you're healed for life. It doesn't work like that. Nothing in life does. This is a constant cycle, but I think the beautiful thing that we learn from plants is that there are constant cycles of life and death over and over again. This is not something that, you know, you can put a pharmaceutical pill on and say, you take this every day and you'll be healed. There are times where people have to take breaks. There are times where people decide not to do it for five years and they don't need it. And they have to, you know, work with the 3D world and everything that comes with it and then decide, okay, let me let my teachers come in again. You know, we all go to school and then we have our time away and then we find other ways to learn, whether that be YouTube, whether that be going to another country and learning, you know, whatever way works for you. But there, there's always deep shadow work involved. And I hope nobody like in listening to you and what your clients learn from you and even anybody listening learns from you. I hope they learn that. This isn't just like, a, like you said, a love and light journey. You know, there's a lot that comes yeah. with it in order to progress to whatever the next step for you is. Absolutely. And I, and I think you're, you're 100% on point with that, with, with what you said. There's no amount that you could possibly try to manipulate and say, well, I'm going to microdose so that I don't have to work with, with the kind of like the darker things that people experience on deep journeys. You will experience it. <laughs> you will one way or another. And there's just so much to be learned from them that 
if you're in, if you're in a microdosing protocol and you come to me as your guide and you say Taylor the mushrooms have been telling me that I'm ready for a deep journey actually and I'm like okay when are we putting it in your schedule like there's no <laughs> there's no way in my world that I'm going to let you try to control and diminish the journey that you could be on by saying I'm not ready for that I'm not going to do shadow work I'm going to you know, I tell people you're going to expand your mindset and you're going to expand your income. Guess what? That's usually a lot of crying, <laughs> a lot of, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm not who I was yesterday. And now it's really hard for me to even walk to the coffee shop. Like I am struggling here and I'm like, good, we're in it. We're in the work. And this is microdosing. Okay. So yes, there's, you know, all of these, um, benefits that I could tell you that you're going to get but you're going to get them by going through whatever you need to go through, whether you're macro or microdosing and whatever psychedelic that you end up partnering with. I love that. I wish I could talk to you all day about this. I'll probably be inviting you back for another episode because there's so much that you can unpack with all of this going on. But I would like to know, is there anything you'd like the listeners to know just about your work and what you do or just about using plant medicines and fungi, learning from them in general. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I probably just do another hour on that question. Um, I'll just pick one thing that, that I think is like coming up for me more, more recently, um, is that I want everybody to know that, you know, you microdosing and, and macrodosing empowers you. It's all about empowerment. And so you're not outsourcing. Okay. Let me back up when I'm suggesting or advocating that someone go on this journey. What I'm not saying is that I'm going to give you a magic pill that you are then going to rely on for the rest of your life. <laughs> what people who have taken psychedelics know, and what I wish to express to everybody is that it's the teachings. It's what you learn. It's what you see. It's what changes within you that allows you to change your life. It's not how you feel. It's not the mood boost that you get. We love it. We love feeling less on edge. We love being able to be more present in our lives. We love the consistent energy flow throughout the day. But that's not the magic. The magic comes from you being able to face things and being able to accept, uh, you know, let's just call the, the mushrooms like the little sacred disruptors, being able to accept what has been disrupted within you and shaken up because that's what psychedelics do. They go in and they disrupt your um, default mode network in your brain and they suggest other pathways. And if you want to shake things up, psychedelics are a really great way to do that. There are other ways. Of course, there are other ways. This is the way that I resonate with the most, but it's not a magic pill. It's not your only option. And it's not something that is going to disempower you and make you become reliant upon it. As you just said, Taylor, there are people who, most people will not microdose for the rest of their life. They won't. They don't, you won't need to. And if you've just started microdosing, hello, welcome. You're having a great time. And you probably can't even think of a day that you would not want to be on your microdosing protocol. Of course, there are off days. Of course, there are integration weeks. I suggest eight weeks on, four weeks off. And then, you know, within that eight weeks that you're dosing, 
you have your off days so that you don't build tolerance. That's how microdosing protocols work. That's why you should work with a guide, if not a personal guide, literally a PDF guide. There are many free on the internet, download it. Um, because you've got, you know, you've got to do it right to not build dependency and tolerance and all of the, on all of these things that again, respect, we've got to respect these substances. But when you're talking to someone like me, I could tell you I was there and I was like, there's no way that I wouldn't want to be microdosing. I have now it's, it's the end of June. I have not microdosed in like five months. I take my lion's mane. I'm happy as a clam. Next week, I'm going to start another microdosing round. I'm very excited. Am I excited? I'm excited. But I can tell you for the last five, four or five months, I haven't needed it. I have not needed it. I've taken a couple creative doses, which I also love doing with my clients for brainstorming and thinking about things differently or just really getting rid of that stuck feeling. I'm in a slump. I'm, I'm stuck. I'm not seeing any any traction in my community. I'm not, nobody's resonating with my message. I'm not resonating with my message. I don't know what my next program is going to be. I don't know what to price things. I don't know what to call it. God, the, the awful, I don't know what to call it. A conundrum taking a creative dose is like, wow. So amazing. So just a quarter, a quarter of a dose. Anyways, you will be empowered by psychedelics, you will not become dependent. And, um, you certainly will not get all of your problems solved by consuming plant medicine by cannabis doesn't solve your problems. Fungi don't solve your problems. LSD does not solve your problems. Ayahuasca does not solve your problems. Cambo does not solve your problems. The list goes on. DMT definitely does not solve your problems. <laughs> you change your life because of the the teachings of these masters, this divine intelligence that has made it through fungi specifically, mycelia under the ground have made it through every single extinction event, ice age, you name it. And they've got things to tell you and they've got ways of living to help you understand the way the universe has always been wanting to work in concert with you. And that's why they're your partner. They're not your coverall solution. So think of this as an empowerment journey where you're going to learn how to take the next steps in your life. And you're definitely going to have to take action on those things. Um, it is not a magic pill and, and we've got to do our part when we're working with these medicines. Wise words from a student and a teacher. I love it. Um, just remembering that they, they're here to teach us. They're not here to do the work for us. That's the beautiful part of all of it. It's not something that you do. And then, like we say, you're not automatically fixed. There's no fixed, you know, you're never you're broke. broken. You're not broken. There <laughs> you go. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to link in the show notes for everyone on how to reach you. If they're interested in joining your program, I'm not sure if you have openings right now for coaching, but I'm sure many people would be interested in learning and starting their own entrepreneurship journey um, and just learning more about self, if anything, that'll ultimately lead you to whatever journey you're going to be on and what you'll learn from it. So I just want to thank you so much for coming today. I'll definitely be asking you to be a guest again on the show and hopefully we can work together some more in the future. I know I'll be speaking with you again soon. So um, I'll make sure to get that from you and Everyone, I just want to thank Taylor for being here, for talking with us, and just to give everybody a little bit perspective on there are different experiences and different ways that you can work with this. There's no one way, and there's many ways in exploration. You just have to find what works for you.
So thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Of course. I was so happy to speak with you. Um, So until next time, this is the Tailored Healing Collective podcast. Just remember to let love lead the way. Peace. is enjoyable.